Jean! No! An X-Men The Animated Series Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to Jean! No! An X-Men The Animated Series Podcast. I am your first co-host, Sarah Musak. Uh, I'm your second co-host, Matt Schrader. I am your third co-host, Marcus Bishop-Wright. Welcome, Marcus Bishop, right to the show. Matt, thanks for rejoining us as always. And Marcus, you are you are brand new to Gino. We're so glad to have you here. Uh, tell us a little thank you bit. Thank you very much. I think, yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Both those things. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your history with X-Men the Animated Series. When did you first start watching? Um, I started watching uh, immediately. Um, <laughs> That's the right answer. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, I anticipated it. I was already reading the comic book. Um, and so, uh, I was, uh, and I was already, um, I mean, this, this came out in, I believe like 91, 92. 92. Um, so, I mean, I was already, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't mean that because I, I am starting to age myself. But uh, I was in high school uh, by the time that this cartoon came out, so I was uh, I was already familiar. And okay. uh, the reason I was anticipating this Saturday morning cartoon as a high school kid was because I was already an X Men fan. I love that. That's, I feel like that's um, I don't usually get to hear the story from that direction, and I love it very much because I feel like it's how I'm going into. Uh, the upcoming X-Men 97. It's like 92 oh, nice. exploded everything. I got into all the comics and now going back to uh, to the animated world. So I, I have to dig a little deeper then. So what was your first X-Men comic? Do you remember? Actually, uh, as I recall, I believe my first X-Men comic was given to me in a bundle of comics by a, a street transient Um uh, I don't know if he was a bum or, or uh, I don't know if addicts would be correct. I don't know. I never saw the man again. I was maybe six years old at the time. And one of those comics was uh, Wolverine and Storm. Uh, Storm on the cover, uh, full mohawk. Yes. Um, with, uh, with a uh, knife uh, posed over somebody. Um, looking like the incredible badass bitch that she is, uh, and uh, and uh, and then I was, uh, I guess my attitude was, tell me more, uh, and uh, uh, it was a, a little bit of a, a a curved road from that point to becoming a, a regular reader, um, but uh, uh, I got there eventually, um, and uh, I knew about the characters uh, before I was a regular reader. Yep, I get it. I get it. Oh, that's awesome. I also just love that it was just a random passerby who changed your life and now you're on a podcast. Yes, luckily did not hurt me in any way. I'm glad Only for that. Only offered me a few comic books. That's that's real good. That's I'm very glad to hear that. New York is a great place. Did, did you grow up in the city? Yes, I did. Oh, wow. In Manhattan or which borough? Yes, in Manhattan. Oh my gosh, why? Well then, I have even more <laughs> questions for you, but we'll, we'll get to it. And so one of the things you had shared with me prior to coming on the podcast was that you and your um, boyfriend, or is he your husband? I forget. Uh, my boyfriend. Your boyfriend. They, they, you have a little bit of, of a tradition in relation to X-Men, the animated series. Can you share with our listeners? Oh, uh, no problem. Uh, just that... Uh our favorite quote from the series, hands down, is Scott, and then faint. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as we always thought that it was hilarious that any time that Jean Grey exerts herself because she is but a woman, she must <laughs> she must then fall uh, so that Scott, whose mutant power literally comes out of his head, has no problem just running over like, yep, I can handle this stuff because I'm a big, strong man. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just love that you started a podcast that was the exact other side of that dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> we are here for you. The the yin and the yang of the universe, the puzzle pieces come together. So good. So good. 
So we're up to uh, season two, episode 13, Reunion part two. So much happens in this episode. There is There are so many good lines in this episode as well, which we will get to. And I think uh, yeah. that this episode, or uh, I, I know that X-Men was one of the first animated series to have like, to be serialized. Mm-hmm. But I think this season in particular might have been, and I'm not positive, but might have been the first uh, time that an animated uh, series had a full season long story arc. Mm. You may be so, right. So then, this, so this is a big, this is a big season finale. For no animation. kidding. So get yeah. at us, cultural historians. Tell us if well, the, is this the first one? Because Matt, I know that you've talked about this as well. Like they really trusted us to carry this narrative, you know, did. with us over the course of the season. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this was like the first. Uh, serialized, like Ameri- American-produced animation. Um, because I remember, like, uh, I think anime had been doing that for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean American um, cheaper animation. <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, I mean, yeah, other, other than this, I mean, I can't, I can't think of anything. I mean, certainly, you know, uh, Gummy Bears and Ghostbusters, and I don't think Thundercats was doing it. Uh, yeah, aside from like a, a mini series, I feel like specifically mm-hmm. with this mm-hmm. whole storyline of the professor and Magneto in the Savage Land as like one story running through the full season, finally culminating in the mm-hmm. in, in the final episode. This might be the first time that's done. Yeah, on the cheap American side. <laughs> it was yeah. I mean, it was. I remember it being revelatory, and then and, and then yeah, just like just just. It was the first time, like, I really remember being on the edge of my seat. Like, an episode would end, and I would just be frustrated. Like, like oh, but I want to know what happens now. <laughs> very, yeah, they really, they really needed that previously on X. Yeah, and, and they <laughs> gave it to season. us. Well, especially after part one, right? Because it ends with them descending through the clouds in the Blackbird. Cyclops says. Brace yourselves, people. We're going in. And that's, that's it. And then it's credits roll, which is so rude to a kid who's so invested. Yeah, but that's it's 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 so badass though. Yeah, oh, like, it I'm is. Like, I'm like imagining my young self watching that and being like, yeah, we're going in. <laughs> it's like, it's like can't this. wait. Can't this is wait. adult material. You have to mm-hmm. wait a week. Mm-hmm. It's like who yeah, shot JR? <laughs> that was like a whole summer people had to wait that sure, was crazy you know, time and, uh, and please rely on me for the topical references like that kids <laughs> <laughs> well I I was thinking too like you know if people were probably like comics rats kids brains you're watching those cartoons it's like actually that's teaching us patience mm. and delayed gratification so you're welcome <laughs> important stuff mm-hmm. yeah So anyway, previously on X-Men, they catch us up with what exactly we need to know going into Reunion Part 2. We are reminded that Mr. Sinister is bad, and Mm -hmm. he and his nasty boys fight the X-Men. He has kidnapped Jean Grey and taken her away in his big sort of biological jet, and which we saw in the last episode has ribs and is a little bit disturbing. We know that Pterodactyl Man Sauron has used his power to hypnotize the professor. The brainwashed professor has sent a message to the X-Men and Wolverine makes it clear to us. So we're flying into a trap. Suits me. Uh, and we know it's up, right? We're, we're, we're headed yeah, into the Savage Land. Finally, the culmination of first starting with Morph in a, in a defunct motel room, pretending to be Magneto, asking for help, getting the BFFs together. They've been dodging dinosaurs this whole season. Let's do it. How many very serious series have started off recently with someone in a ho- in a motel room? I'd a say few. a lot. I was going to say, say a few, yeah. I'd say many. I'd say almost all of them. <laughs> no, every, yeah. I mean, what a great what a great start, starting spot. And you you know that you if you're starting off with somebody in a hotel room, if they're not like on vacation or something, that person's on the edge. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. They are having a oh. they're having a hard time. We're in for it. We're in for it. They're in for it. The whole crew. If this is not part of a road trip, we're in big trouble, yeah. you all. That's right. That's right. 
So it kind of, so first scene, we've got dinosaurs grazing, reminding us that, hey, dinosaurs were in the savage land. We zoom never in. Forget. Uh, never forget the dinosaurs. Uh, we zoom in on the Citadel, which we've previously learned Magneto built when he created his own mutant slaves, which he's kind of tried to avoid mentioning all season. But Professor X called him out last episode. It was like, hey, that, that wasn't cool. Colonialism isn't cool. Kids don't do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Mr. Mr. Sinister is being real a real smarty pants, right? I'm afraid the accommodations are hardly first class as he takes his prisoners down to to their pyra- weird pyramidal cell. And I, I got to ask, Marcus, are you still reading X-Men comics these days? Yes, uh, I am uh, uh, fairly up to date in the uh, age of Krakoa, give or take a few episodes or a few titles. Excellent. So am I. So, Matt, I'm just going to sidebar with Marcus here for a second. Marcus, how do you feel about the rewriting of Sinister's character in the last 10 years? Okay, well, look, I mean, you know, comic books, we're going to be rewriting stuff. Yeah. I mean, as we're about to notice or be reminded, this is in an age when Wolverine's claws were just adamantium before they retconned him into Mm -hmm. having bone claws, as I'm sure all the kids assume he always had. So that's fine. I mean, I think it's funny that they decided to go this very Oscar Wilde route with his persona where he's very effete Mm -hmm. and... uh, (laughs) quite theatrical um yeah so uh you know i i don't mind i get it um at least he's more now than a potential clone of colossus um uh though i always despite that i still always liked his design Um, oh no his design's great yeah um but yeah i don't care as long as it's fun and interesting i don't care See, I appreciate that you have an open mind. I was like peeved about it, but I realized that the reason I was peeved was if there's something I've learned or seen the first time, like I feel like I'm a classic fan, that when they change, it's like you're doing it wrong. That's not who he is. That's wrong. When actually, I really love your perspective that it's like, actually, we get to reinvent uh, based on the needs of the writer and the needs of the story and the stories that need to be told. And also, it does differentiate Sinister more from... Um, folks like uh, his former master, Apocalypse, and whatnot. So uh, thank you for that perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just think, uh, you know, I, I agree with you where it bothers me if it's inspired by like, you know, like, oh, this is how it is in the movie. So let's make it like that for popularity reasons. Oh. But, uh, you know, if there's a change that's just inspired because it's inspired by mm-hmm. the writer or by the time, uh, then... Why not? Unless it's a terrible choice. Unless like, it's I don't know, bad. For, like for some reason you decided to give someone's claws the ability to heat up and then yeah, we'll just erase it and, forget, and pretend like it never happened. Hey, remember when Gambit was blinded and could see the future in his cards? Remember that five minutes? Sure. Remember when Julie was a vampire? Oh, re- yeah. Real bad. And now she and then she was a mom and now she's neither. Hi, Matt. How's it going? Hey. Yeah, good, good. Uh, um, I just here. no, I just blacked out for a couple of minutes. Welcome. Uh, I can see, see how that might happen. Yeah, my <laughs> apologies. My apologies. No, no, that's that's great. I just um, honestly, uh, do you remember? Do you remember that time that uh, Colossus was a cab driver? How about that? Yeah, Probably. do you remember? How about that? <laughs> how about yeah. all right? All right then. How yeah. about and, and, uh, and, and you tipped him. You tipped him yeah. real well. Yeah, tip time. him well. <laughs> he took really the bridge. Time. He took the bridge just like you told him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, back in our episode, the, the X Men are prisoners. Mister Sinister has ushered them into their cell. Where I was thinking, how New York? There's a gross unknown liquid and a weird drain. And so, you know, it's like, oh, this is gross. Whereas I feel like for those of us who live in New York City, it's like, oh, it's like, it's oh, yeah, there's going to be a liquid. I don't know what that is. And that's fine. Wow. I did, the, the grossness of the cell didn't even register to me. Yeah, right. It's just like that's 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 better than like the, the 34th Avenue stop. You know, the end of <laughs> that place is terrible. Um, yeah. Yeah. What I, something that I so the last last episode 
um, of this, I had mentioned that I was like, oh, well, I think maybe Chuck was putting him on. Maybe Sauron didn't really hypnotize him because he sounded pretty robotic. And I think he was just trying to let the X-Men know, hey, it's a trap. Come get us anyway. Oh, no. No, he was straight up hypnotized. <laughs> he no, was quite was, sad. That was for real. That was for it real. It was for real. Sauron got him. Sauron, that side-looking character, son of a gun. <laughs> oh, that's Sauron. Mm, you. So, uh, speaking of kind of iconic characters, so Magneto's tresses are most luxurious mm-hmm. when he, as he's like strung up on the wall. And we've discussed previously how when it comes to like a male mane, the animators cut no corners that we are going to see some no. silkiness and some body no matter what. There is definite special attention, I would say, to Rogue and Magneto's hair by the animators. Uh, they are definitely, I think there's definitely something to be said about their beliefs of like strong Samson like hair. Yep. Mm-hmm. Saying something about your character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and the irony being, right, that Rogue and Magneto did get together in the Savage Land in the comics. In so this, maybe there's in this a little. Very savage land. In this, in this, mm. this exact and also very savage land. Both of them. Wow. In, in, in this very fake history. Indeed. So uh, one of the things I love is Magneto in trying to like tell off Sinister says you understand you underestimate the X-Men Sinister. And my thought was you would know something about that. Like you would know that he had done that. (laughs) So that checks out. And poor Professor X just falls to his knees. Right. It's revealed Matt that he was so hypnotized by Sauron. I have summoned the X-Men into a trap. Torment. Absolute torment. Absolute torment. Poor Chuck. Poor oh my Chuck. goodness. But here comes the Blackbird, everybody. Um, and uh, I, I love that as they come in, Cyclops feels the need to explain that these are the coordinates. It's like, well, where did you where did you think you were going? But I guess maybe he's like, I know this looks weird, guys. But Yeah, probably. Like, no, I'm right. All right. Look, I punched it in to Google Maps. This is the spot, trust me. You know, and the I mean, X-Men... come on, Scott's an explainer. He didn't want them to think that they were at another rest stop. No, (laughs) there was not another chance for McDonald's. No, we're 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 at the coordinates. Yep, this is it. The X Men with their advanced technology had at least MapQuest, right? (laughs) At least MapQuest. A few printouts, maybe like five pages of printouts to get it. (laughs) Oh man, dating myself too. Uh, Yeah, and and so then we get a quick recap from Beast. An uncharted valley hidden in Antarctica. This is fantastic. So I guess, you know, dinosaurs in the Savage Land are going to take his mind off of Carly, the love he spurned for her safety. Wait, Beast? Beast. Spurned Carly? When did that happen? (laughs) It was the episode Beauty and the Beast. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, because I wasn't in the podcast that discussed it, so I didn't watch it. So there you have it. The the classic Beauty and the Beast that we're all familiar with. Yeah, right, right. With X-Men's Beast. Naturally, naturally. So, okay, so no no singing dishware, I would assume, in this one. Sadly, um, but I inserted my own in. Of course. In my brain. Right, I do that for a uh, a lot of IPs. I was like, I just need to see, I just need to see more singing teapots, please. And I mean, to be in, in Beast's defense, this is, this has proved him right. Like he knew things were going to be too dangerous for her. And obviously he was going to be planning on bringing her to all of, on his missions, on his ex-missions. And this is another example of a place that they would be, that would be too dangerous for Carly. So yeah, Carly can't handle cool, dangerous dinosaurs. <laughs> I gotta I go with so. my crew. Sorry, Carly. <laughs> Sorry, Carly. <laughs> so Wolverine's still being a smart ass, right? They catch Professor X's plane out in the snow. Wolverine's is not his best landing. It's like focus, man. Like this is <laughs> come on. Um, Rogue and Gambit realize their powers are gone. And at first I love that Gambit really is kind of a, a chauvinist, right? He thinks he's okay. You know, first we charged a card. He puts Rogue yeah. behind him. And then he is so upset. Like, that is the saddest Gambit face. It is. It is. And honestly, all right. So my immediate thought was, 
when Gambit realized that Rogue didn't have her powers, wouldn't he just want to make out immediately? Mm-hmm. No, because it's more important that he has a moment to show <laughs> off how great Gambit is. Oh my god. This son of a bitch. Oh my god, my powers. Move aside, baby. Let Gambit show you how it's done. Fuck boy. So Big then, time. Speaking of, Cyclops removes his cowl and visor and no pews come out. It's just no eyes. Just eyes. Yeah. And I think this is like, um, I mean, I remember him being like visor. Oh, yeah. I think before he was like visorless or something when his powers didn't work. But I don't I think this is the first time in the series where he, we see his actual eyes. Like, you know, like his actual eye color. Yeah, yeah. rarely... I think ever, ever in X-Men get a glimpse of his actual pupils. Yeah. Yeah. Normally it's all red or he's just spewing out concussive blasts. Yeah. You know? I hate an eye spew. It's just, it's it, yeah. gross. It gets everywhere. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have been mad at him, at him if he took a moment to just kind of be present with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like rub his eyes and be like, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah absolutely and just look around maybe you know and just kind of like oh green <laughs> look at the blue oh my God, there's other colors there's other colors I thought everything was just shades of red you know Wolverine yeah. would never let him live it down he would just be like remember when you were an idiot yeah yeah I that's assume fair. that like his head must have like a kick so oh, like yeah, the every time he opens his eyes, like his his neck muscles must be huge. Yeah, absolutely. He's Imagine got being able to open your eyes and just like not have to tense. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, just the absolutely. He can rest that good. ripped neck that we all <laughs> love that drives Gene wild. Yeah, right, massive neck, huge yeah. traps probably. <laughs> You can't see, but Marcus is making big neck with his hands. So right, just, the, you know the traditional big neck, the sign for big neck. Classic, <laughs> the big classic. international <laughs> sign for big neck. international sign for big neck. <laughs> so so yeah, everybody's finding out they don't have their powers. And but here's the thing: um, wouldn't why would why does Beast not unbeast? It's actually not a genetic mutation. His genet right because. Exactly. Well, okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was uh, too much strain on the animators. (laughs) Probably. That was my thought. Right. And and then also risk like eight year olds just like forgetting and then being like, who's that random white dude in his underwear jumping (laughs) around? (laughs) It's like, that's all he's got on his underwear. Maybe he's. Yeah. Uh, Maybe his trench yeah, coat is in the... Uh, you're right. The furry version uh, is because of experimentation, but it's still just furthering his own yeah, mutation. mutation. So, yeah. uh, yes, in theory, yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, his, his fur would fall out and... Uh, he'd be real white. He'd be the, uh, the, the beefy football star that we recall. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, I'm just trying to to parse this together. It's like, maybe the Savage Land only strips back, like, one layer of mutation. And, like, if no, it doesn't make sense. It's, it doesn't make sense. It, it takes away the, uh, you know, the power that's least likely for people to be racist against you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Like, if you walk in and you can't jump around, but you look like beasts, people are still going to yell... <laughs> No yeah. Mutants. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's true. I can't do anything. Back mm-hmm. of the line, Mutie. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of, here come the nasty boys wearing their nasty magic boys. belts. Ugh, uh, and just for boys. the record, that is their name, the Nasty Boys. They those are nasty wearing boys magic are worst. belts. And of course, seeing the Nasty Boys really reminds me how much I don't like the Nasty Boys. <laughs> they're yeah. gross. Yep. They're, they're gross. I- Gorgeous George, crew. no. Gorgeous George just needs to get out of here. I don't like his big purple hands. I just, that guy, ugh. All of these villains are just bargain basement. Right. I, and no, and I, I, I'm no offense to the creators, who I'm sure are listening to this podcast. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm, um, absolutely. And no just opening. I know that you are trying to be creative under massive time constraints, 
Um, and uh, maybe at a point where you knew that your creations maybe weren't going to be owned by you. So maybe you didn't <laughs> use all your best ideas. Uh, and I understand that. Um, but, but nevertheless, that guy's a flat. Yeah, ugh, slab. slab. Is Slab the one with the big eyelashes? Yeah, he is. Maybe. Yeah. Um, You know, know, that's not, doesn't reek of trying. (laughs) Hairball. Hairball. Or no, hairball. Is it hairball? Hairbag. 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 Of course, hairbag. How can one, how could I forget hairbag? And of course we get, we get a classic ruckus line. I think you better watch your mouth and mine. And he just lets, let's rip out of, out of his mouth. And so, um, I noted that Wolverine did not pop his claws this early. And I wondered about that, but this is going to come up later in the episode. So I'm going to hold that thought. Mm -hmm. Um, Rogue at least gets a good burn in, right? Gorgeous George grabs her and Gambit, she says, right? Let me down, you gobba goop. And Gambit says, you heard the lady. So now he's like back in his place, right? Now he's just supporting as opposed to trying to save any of them. Now that he knows that as a big, strong man, he's not exempt from power stripping. Oh, yeah, it uh, and, and but Storm gives them what for, and I was yeah. real proud of her. Right, she kicks Amphibious off of her, and then she just slugs one of the Skyriders, and it's like Rogue Gambit. Could you not have felt that? Like Storm's really showing you what's what. Yeah, and that's the thing. Oh, go ahead, Marcus. Sorry, I was just gonna say that's the only thing I don't like when that I don't like about when Storm has real billowy costumes. Because you know she can throw down, mm-hmm. and it's just going to get, if not in her way, the way of the animators. You can't have somebody doing like cool, you know, sewer martial arts. It's just harder. It's just harder. It it's is true. It's more Batman, to animate, right? That's tough. You gotta gotta use that cape to your advantage, and sometimes you lose control of it, and it just gets embarrassing. Uh, Out of hand. Matt, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say that, yeah, like, most of the X-Men are trained in hand-to-hand combat. I mean, look, like, Scott is good at fighting. He shows that all the time. He is constantly fighting without using his eye beams, and we know Gambit is amazing. You know, like, all his fighting ability, as far as I know, has nothing to do with his charging ability. Like, they should have done pretty good, but well, no, no mutant powers. They got to lose right now. Nope, nope. And Ruckus tells Storm as he takes her prisoner, you've got a date with a man in a cape. And I wonder if Ruckus thinks that's what's actually happening. Because uh, it's it's not, but it's a nice thought. Huh. You, yeah. ever get the, you ever get the feeling that sometimes in cartoons or, you know, in other stuff, uh, there's a line where you're like, this must be quoting something I don't know. Yep. And this line felt that. Maybe not. Maybe I'm giving it too much credit. People tell us in the comments is uh, you, you've you got a date with a man in a cape from something. We'd love to know. Probably something with like Fred Astaire. I hope Again. so. Topical references. Yes, only only the most topical references. Mm -hmm. Pretty soon we'll be dropping. um, I know the kids think slaps. Yep. (laughs) Oh, yes. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. So the fight continues. Cyclops uses a panel of a plane as a shield. Eyelashes guy. I just I forgot his name was Slab. Thank you for reminding us. Uh, He's real pissed um, and asks, what did Mr. S ever see in you anyhow? Which makes me think he's real jealous. Like everybody's jealous because Mr. Sinister is obsessed with Cyclops. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Let's see. Beast takes down a Skyrider and then is taken down himself. Wolverine v. Ugh. Hairbag and Wolf Guy. Uh, and then, uh-oh, here comes Vertigo. Oh, man. Vertigo is like, I feel, uh, of the Nasty Boys. <laughs> um, she's not Vertigo a really member s- of the Nasty Boys. She's, she's a not savage- a member of the Nasty no. Boys. She's a Savage okay. Land mutate. And right now, the Nasty Boys and the Savage Land mutates are allies. They're, they're teaming up. It's a yeah. team up. Well, yeah, she she seems like consistently somebody that just gives them trouble. Is, yeah, and Wolverine specifically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's pretty hardcore. I think that's why they decided to include her 
because mm-hmm. uh, she doesn't normally. I mean, uh, she's she's hung out in the Savage Land before in the comics, but normally she's not with either of these groups. But she is a marauder mm-hmm. uh, in the comics, so she is has been employed by Sinister. So uh, I think it's just an ex- excuse to be like, let's bring in somebody who's actually effective, whose <laughs> powers aren't quite as scary as the rest of the Marauders. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I mean, and she does it, right? She steps in, look at what she's wearing. Mm-hmm. I mean, these boots, these gloves. I mean, she has come to, you know, make an entrance, make a scene. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She is 1967 it, personified, and I'm here for it. Fantastic look. Fantastic. You know, somebody with that good a character design is is going to put up a good fight. That's just how it works. So Vertigo attacks Wolverine specifically. He goes reeling and he goes over a cliff with no healing factor. And I, I usually don't feel for Wolverine, but I'm like, that has to hurt a little bit. But fortunately, there's a convenient river. Yes. Um, and I love that it's still convenient that he's in a river despite his bones being covered with metal, um, which anyone else would surely make them (laughs) sink immediately to the bottom of a river or at least give them obvious signs of struggle, but not our boy Wolverine. Absolutely not. Not a problem. Will not. Only will complain a little bit, you know, saying that he could use a mutant healing factor right about now. But do you think maybe his... His body's just used to it by now. Like it's like, um, like you've been carrying around a lot of weight. Sure, I mean the man is constantly in pain, right? That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> now he's just um, in extra thus, pain. Thus his, thus his uh, rapier wit, <laughs> which we're going to hear more from as we continue in this episode. So um, Ruckus sends a fleet of Skyriders after Wolverine. We'll get back to him momentarily. The X-Men are all rounded up and Cyclops continues to spew off that we will never be Sinisters, right? No matter what Sinister has planned for us, we'll never belong to him. And I really love that Slab just says, shut up and get moving. <laughs> like, like no one is interested in hearing what Cyclops has to say. It's just a very straightforward, he gets, he, he, he literally moves the plot along. He does. Him and Jubilee. Him and Jubilee are like the two in this series who, who keep things moving. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of Jubilee, where is she during all this? Is she, like, do they really explain that? Or is this sort of no. like, Jubilee, you stay home. Watch the mansion. Yeah, basically. I'm assuming that's what's happening. Yeah, that's kind of what's up. She's just rollerblading yeah, around. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, no complaints. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, like even even I remember when I first watching this, like thinking like Jubilee, what's the point? What are we? What are we doing? Like I know you were created for this, but like my goodness. But right, then you well, this generation's Kitty Pride mm-hmm. or that generation's not this generation, but you know we we, we you know mm-hmm. or, or uh, you know you always need a new Robin because you need a new young people age out of the role of right. people for young people to identify with. Yep, yeah, for sure, and and it's oh and it's good sometimes to to have that character that is the view of the audience because mm-hmm. that's really what she is when when she starts out. Um, and also, my gosh, I don't know how many times in the train I wish I had her powers when somebody was listening to their cell phone at full blast mm-hmm. to short that sucker out. Oh, that'd be so <laughs> satisfying. Let me ask your guys' opinion on this, hmm. um, uh, and and maybe it's easier to see if you see her original. Uh, comic book design, even though it, it is basically this with just a few differences. Uh, it always seemed to me that she was based off, her design was uh, direct, directly based off of uh, the Robin, the female Robin oh. from oh, The Dark Knight yeah. Returns. Right. I could see some but, of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I never thought of that, but I can, I can see that. Um, from yellow cape to yellow mm-hmm. raincoat, from that green visor mm-hmm. that uh, yeah. that Robin had, and and Jubilee has the exact same style of sunglasses. Could be um, in that com in the comic book. She's got a she's she's kind of got a pompadour going on, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Um, and uh, that was something I never saw referenced, and uh, I always wanted someone else's opinion. Yeah, right. I could buy it. 
Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Although I just looked up Jubilee original design and they have this picture of her over like a bucket of popcorn drinking a soda and wearing like a hot pink shirt and just looking sour. Oh, like, I know exactly that picture. That's that's a great look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Small girl. Yes. Small girl. Yep. Yep. So back in the episode, Wolverine is making himself a target for the Sky Riders for no reason. Did you notice that? Like he has all this cover and he just runs down the middle of the river. <laughs> like like where there's all this space in the trees where they can see him. He's like, this is where I'm going to run. Oh, yeah. you mean the scene where I wrote the note, Wee! <laughs> exam where he does a somersault over a cliff for fun? I suspect so. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's for fun. <laughs> for fun. I mean, you know, if you can. So he loses the Skyriders, but his nose smells something, and it's a T-Rex. And I didn't realize when he says, what is this, halftime? Like, I didn't understand what that meant at all. And I think it's, it was, I didn't know if it was because it was the halftime show or because the dinosaur is, is half size, which we don't know exactly until Big Dino comes on. Yeah, how would he know that that dinosaur is smaller than your average? <laughs> That's actually very fair. I mean, maybe because it's just the size of like a bear and he's wrestled a bear before. Right. Maybe is the dinosaur like the halftime show between his the fights being the game? I I mean, that could that could that could very well be it's sort of like, yeah, this is all right. We're breaking up the fights with this fight with a different thing, you know, um, that and, uh, to be honest, I think that is how I took it. That is how I took it. Fair enough. But it's it's, uh, it's, a, it's good writing that makes you wonder. That makes you, really makes you think and stays you know, we're with talking you. about it. We're debating it. Yeah, <laughs> it's good stuff. I do love that Wolverine tries to wrestle this dinosaur. And then first he tries to mm. wrestle it from behind. Then he just runs. And then... Suddenly, it's Jurassic Park because a giant T-Rex comes out of the foliage to take out the tiny, the, the smaller dinosaur. And I did check Jurassic Park came out in 93. So this would have been a cultural reference at this time. Oh, well, there you go. Um, yeah, I think I mean, yeah, people were very, I mean, people were dinosaur crazy in the early 90s. You know, Jurassic Park came out. Everybody, everybody's talking about Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> everybody's still oh, talking huge. about jeff Everyone goldblum saw, yeah. yeah that's yeah. true my gosh yeah, i remember that i remember yeah i remember when when jurassic park came out and people just losing their minds and not that i blame them what a very fun movie so cool yeah, i think we may have found the inspiration as to why they wanted to use the savage line in every episode of this season i think we i think we got it because you know what kids out. love dinos dinos yeah and dinosaurs and cross marketing Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Absolutely. They were like, "Listen, listen, we need some of that Jurassic Park audience, and we need it now." <laughs> Get me those kids in the boardroom. Yeah, we need those kids. We need those dinosaur kids. We got the mutant kids. We got the comic kids. <laughs> we need the dinosaur kids. <laughs> so I need pictures of Spider Man. <laughs> meanwhile, I'm talking shit. Meanwhile, the writing process there was just like one dude feverishly trying to get everything done, get everything, everybody's notes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to kill himself. Right, he's he's literally the uh, the guy wiping his brow is sweaty brow meme. <laughs> yep, yep. So, so Wolverine escapes both dinosaurs and Skyriders, and then he just does some jungle pruning, I wrote question mark, because he's, yeah. he's just cutting stuff with his claws, again, for fun. Um, yeah. But uh-oh, in the tree, it's Kazar and Zabu, who I, I love. I love Zabu a lot. So anytime we get some Zabu, I'm here for it. Um, yep. Wolverine sniffs. He busts Kazar in the bushes. Um, I don't like being tracked, and you need a shower. Um, you know, Got yeah. him good. Got him. Got him oh, real good. Burn. Jungle Man hates that. <laughs> he hates being told he needs to take a shower. You got me there, Wolverine. You got me yep. there. Yeah, but Kazar's a little off base, right? His like first demand for Wolverine is take me to your master. And uh, one of my favorite lines of this is Wolverine's response, which is, look, nature boy, I got some guys on my tail, <laughs> which yep. is true, which is true. Got no time for conversation. Um, and so then they fight, Kazar and Wolverine fight, fight, 
fight, fight. Um, yep. But they figure it out. They figure it out after Zabu, because Zabu kind of hung back. And then when Wolverine was going to do in his brother, Kazar, Zabu's like, stop that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, this is this is a requirement, right? There are these two that, you know, they're going to end up on the same side. They got to have a little scuffle first. They got to test each other's mm-hmm. metal. It's just part of the deal. It is. It is. It's part of friendship. Part and, of friendship. And, ja- and, and, and Jabu, Zabu, Jabu. Zabu. 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 Uh, Wait, is it, is it Jabu or Zabu? Zabu. It is Zabu. Okay, Zabu. Yeah, Zabu. yeah, yeah. Zabu's cool. Yeah. Right? He's right? great. Chill. Yeah. Knows, like, animals always know, like, he can smell. Mm-hmm. Like, knows, and like, oh, you guys don't need to be fighting. I'm not even going to get into this until he's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. Right, Out of hand, kids. Out of hand. Exactly. And then Wolverine, because he's, like, unequal with the animals, he just shoves Zabu off. And is like, I don't have a master. And then Kazar is just like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, a just to clarify. Do I have all this wrong? You do not belong to the outlander known as Sinister. And Wolverine uh-huh. comes back with, belong to him? I'm down in this fern bar to rip him a new navel. Which is one of my favorite lines in this episode. Yeah. Then right. they're instantly friends because Kazar says, That's then fun. join me. And he's and Kazar says, I'm the only one left. And Wolverine says, not anymore, Bob. Which is, yep. that's how you know we're friends now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's real. Exactly. Nice. together, pal. And exactly. together they take out the Skyriders. I wrote friendship power because <laughs> that's what's happening. Um, and I love that Kazar, because he's just like, he's just a Savage Land local, that the pterodactyl is bearing down on him and he just stands there. He's just waiting for it. It's fine. And then there he just, just steals the guy's spear. He uses it to catapult himself into the saddle to fight the others. And then we have jousting. With dinos. Mm-hmm. It's like, get those medieval times, kids. <laughs> it's like Jurassic Park kids. Uh, kids. Medieval times. We need the, we need all those kids playing Joust, the popular uh, arcade game. <laughs> we need right. them as well. We've had them uh, swing at each other. Uh, we've done a loop-to-loop. <laughs> uh, what else we got? I mean, those are the, that's, that was, I mean, those are two of the group, that's that the good it. stuff. That's those the good stuff. Those are the two good things. That's yeah. What's yeah. Oh, jousting. Jousting. Oh, yeah, that one. There it there is. That one. Give this there man a raise. Oof. 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 Freeze. Phew. <laughs> Got it in. So, uh, Kazar announced that they're going to attack the Citadel. Wolverine shares that attack is one of his favorite words, which yeah, makes another- sense classic wolverine line and then my all-time favorite when they double up on the pterodactyl did either of you guys get this one what 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 happened does this leather chicken have seatbelts? oh yeah that's a good one it is it that's is a solid line and then uh i love that kazar leaves zabu and says you must remain here zabu if we do not return avenge us and yes. number one i have full faith that zabu would so avenge them if anything happened i also you know and this isn't to spoil anything for our listeners but i was disappointed that zabu listened like i wanted zabu to show up in that final fight like yes. oh you thought i wasn't gonna have your back you're wrong yeah yeah here i am i'm avenging you right now <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile in the jail at the citadel uh mr. very nice jail very question mark all right uh that, that, um, that mr sister and cyclops are having a little a little pissing match right who's yeah who's who's the alpha yeah yeah so so why is why is cyclops wearing his visor again he's been unmutated why is he was he like all right i can't do this i can't do this without my visor on like well because he doesn't have he doesn't have like his case and he doesn't want to get the lens all scratched up and so he can't hold it in his hands because of the thing so he's like well i might as well just put it on yeah you know Mm -hmm. i mean i get it that makes sense. Yeah, 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 no, I like that. I like that reasoning. Maybe also Being... like he's had the experience before where like he's like, oh, now I cannot wear my visor. And then suddenly his powers will come Whoa. back. Yeah, exactly. And it's like that we can't we can't have that. We can't, can't risk it. have my IPUs everywhere. Fool right. me once. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. As they as they say. As they say. Optic beams. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not again. 
Mr. Sinister gets maximum creepy. He says, you, Jean Grey, and you, Scott Summers, all my life I've been waiting to create with you. And if anyone said that to me, my skin would crawl real bad. That's real upsetting. Mm -hmm. But if they said that to you and your man? That would be more upsetting, I think. think That's worse. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like if we want to create this together, X Men being extremely progressive and kind of coming at you with like some very uh, not so subtle throuple energy. That's, I mean, that's a great point that I did not consider. That and this, he said, "Create." Yeah, right? I mean, that's that's great. That's not like gross. <laughs> <laughs> Creation is not creation you know what, is never nice. Mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. <laughs> you know, no, Marcus, hold on. I think you're onto something here. Yeah, why didn't they just be like, yeah, all right, <laughs> let's get to it. Now that you mention in, in, it, in, with everyone else here. Yeah. yeah, are you sure? I think we're I mean, all we're all a little bit into this, so okay. You have a private a private cell, maybe. Yeah, VIP. <laughs> Uh, so, but no, Cyclops tries to punch Sinister through the bars and misses, Uh, alas. Not a lot of leverage there, not a lot of leverage. Speaking of leverage, uh, so Vertigo is in a thing that looks like an electric chair. Sinister announces that he's going to use it to transfer, uh, Magneto's powers or strength or something. He's gonna, he's gonna transfer something from Magneto into Vertigo. Uh, Right, Mojo. and he and yeah. he does it, um, and it seems like Magneto is kind of into it, right? Because Sinister, the way he describes his plan is basically like, "No, we're doing Magneto's plan, but harder. Like, we're gonna go to war with humanity, but like, we're gonna win because I'm gonna make us all monsters, and it's gonna be great." And so it's Magneto like goes over to it with, "Do it, Sinister, but shut up and be quick about it." So yeah, like, he have, gets get on board a little bit. I mean, I think it's 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 very much that like uh, you know, stop your talking. I'm I'm tough. Go ahead and kill mm. me. I don't care. If yeah. you're gonna do it, do it. Have you do seen it. my hair? Have, Have you seen, seen this, this beautiful hair? mane? Uh, do I look like the type to sh- to, to be a shrinking violet? <laughs> Not today. Zap me. Zap me now. <laughs> Zap me and my mullet. And he does. If you plan to kill this hair? Do it now. and they do they do mr sinister uses his big laser to hurt magneto everything's like smoking and then it suddenly disappears when they turn it off and we definitely get the the idea that they still can't say kill on this series yes because professor x says stop it sinister you're destroying destroying him him. yeah Mm -hmm. i wrote that down i said you're destroying him not killing him you're destroying destroying him destroying uh but vertigo says magneto's strength flows through me and uh i'm very unclear about what quote-unquote magneto's strength is yes yes Uh, his mutant energies his general strength and access to energy special je ne sais quoi sort of thing yeah 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 i think i think marcus yeah i think yeah yeah, i think you're right his mojo you know and uh because it seemed like maybe she had a little bit more control yes over her power than she did before so it seemed kind of like her power was just like enhanced and they kind of covered themselves immediately when sinister said that the results are unpredictable right Uh, like this anything we want to do can happen absolutely anything you know, uh, so yeah, I think that's kind of what was going on there. And she's much more focused, and she even does say, "You know, my powers do not weaken." And then we get right. the moment that fourteen-year-old Sarah was waiting for so much. Oh no, I was younger. I was younger. I was eleven. I was twelve. I think I was twelve. But I was waiting for this, right? Because Gambit is tenderly cradling Rogue in the cell, and we get a scene right out of Tennessee Williams. Where gay rogue says, I'm frightened, Gambit. I don't know how to fight them without my powers. And Gambit says, be brave, Cher. And Gambit never said this to anyone before, which I don't buy at all, but I want to believe. Oh, not for a second. Gambit loves you. And then they kiss. I wrote kissing. Woo! (laughs) Like so big in my notes. I'm telling you, like for for me, this was this was what I, yeah, I was very excited 
when they kissed, you know, 40-something-year-old Matt was kind <laughs> 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 like, yeah, they did it. And I'm like, oh, that's why they didn't kiss right away. They were setting up for this big moment. Big moment. This great big moment. Like, Yeah, this is the ultimate fuckboy move, right? He <laughs> won't, really, <laughs> won't really be clear with her. Right. Either way, until the moment they're about to die, mm-hmm. and right. then he can be like, "I love you." But he also can't say "I love you." He <laughs> still has to make it about himself and say, "Gambit, Gambit. love you." Yeah, Gambit. Well, love. Yeah. Not at anyone. Just Gambit. Yeah. Now, <laughs> hey, listen. All right. Now that we're probably both gonna die. Yeah, Gambit loves you. And then about the watch end him, of watch him take it back so fast. Watch him take it back so fast when they don't die. Oh, Mon Cher, this was, you know, (laughs) heat of the moment. Let me tell you. Oh, man. Uh, We all say things, you know, (laughs) to make people comfortable. This is a very, by the way, I learned that accent in Juilliard. Oh, I can tell. Yeah. Thank you. Might as well just slap a TM on that accent. Wasn't cheap. Wasn't cheap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, think where just George pulls Rogue away. Gambit is devastated. And I feel like this shows up throughout the comics as well. You know, the world's going to end. Got to make out. They're going to die. They better do it in a cave. Like, that happens. But now they're married and they've got cats and good for them. Okay. And good for them. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Meanwhile, Wolverine and Kazar part ways to get to their people. I'm not sure if you noticed that when they came in and came down the stairs, they were all walking like they were like much too ripped, like the big shoulder walk. Like we're here <laughs> now. We're here to save you. We're here to save everybody. Uh, Mr. Sinister makes Rogue uncomfortable, which I think is easy. You know, so beautiful and yet so well, strong. Well, with those teeth also. Oh, yeah. The teeth are upsetting. Easy yeah. to think anyone uncomfortable when you file your teeth down the points. Yeah. But Wolverine's ready, right? And he's got a sweet line. Well, I did always think I was kind of cute, right? Yep. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, Wolverine's there. Out of my way, dog breath. Yeah! Then we get Wolverine v. Vertigo Part 2. We see uh, Kazar rescue his love, Shannon the She-Devil, um, who always looks smoking no matter what. Uh, good for you guys. Good for you, hot white people in the jungle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, who are you know, clean, not a speck of dirt on them, and uh, bless their hearts. And uh, I do love that uh, they're prisoners, and uh, uh, Shauna, the she devil, is able to use her feminine wiles. Oh, yeah, uh, it, was, it was an old style trip- yoo yeah, 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 and I love that moment of, I love his who me moment <laughs> of, of very like. Well, surely this warrior woman must be into little old me, <laughs> right? For my character, one of the things yeah, she she go ahead. She's Matt. been noticing my guarding. She is uh, yep. really impressed yep. with what so I've been I doing. Applaud, I applaud his optimism. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things we discussed in a previous episode was how there are, because it is Saturday morning cartoons, there's just like little, like almost like a Bugs Bunny level, like wackiness, yeah. you know, in these cartoons. And it was similar when Rogue came on to the police, the police officer on desk duty when they broke Colossus out of jail, where it's like, oh, yeah, we just assume like his tongue's on the floor and his eyes are going, oh, ooga. like we know what that is. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, you gotta play. You gotta play it for those those younger viewers. A hundred percent. Yeah. Then there's gonna be a big. So they're free. They're free! Yay! The the Savage Land people are free! Yay! And they're gonna go help, right? They're gonna storm the lab, but Ruckus screams, and Brainchild, true to his name seals the door that actually was a good move on his part um it also means that the x-men had to dig deep and fight for themselves they didn't have any help Mm -hmm. right right so wolverine frees professor x and morph uh we get vertigo again poor professor x you know uh just can fight can just get out the plan we have to destroy the machines and he uses a chair like in a wrestling match and he, <laughs> he kills the machine and then whoops Back the powers are back on good thing cyclops had his visor on because yep. good thing. that would have been a disaster that switch and i wrote x-men go and so then then we get the theme song and they're oh, all man. fighting and gambit says the name is gambit remember it you can probably say that better marcus than i can 
Um, you know, yeah, but you know what? I just, uh, <clears throat> it's yeah, just hard on the cords to yeah. really don't. dig in deep and I don't want to do, go too far. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Save those, save those bad boys. Um, I will say that this fight scene is really impressive. Like, this is one of yep. those moments that this cartoon, it's like, oh, this is what you were saving the animation for. Because yep. there is like, there is a shot that's like maybe around six seconds long where like 15 characters move in. I tried to count. I, it's around 15. 15 characters move in and out of frame and also forward and backwards on the Z axis. Dang. Um, uh, which is like incredibly sophisticated for this kind of a cartoon. Yep. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it really is. It's a hell of a fight. I was, I was noticing the same thing and it's interesting right before the fight. I was like, man, like the animation on this episode is kind of slipshod. It's kind of like they just wanted to get this season over with what's going on. And it was also really quiet. Most of the episode mm -hmm. too. Like there wasn't a lot of music or sound design. And it's almost like they were just sort of, they were mm -hmm. obviously saving all of it for this fight. Mm -hmm. And then the fight starts and it felt cathartic mm -hmm. is that like then the way they did it felt cathartic for the viewer the same way it probably did for the x-men when they got all their powers back and were able to just like start kicking everybody's asses i wrote you down know, so satisfying in my notes yeah. like so it's satisfying. super super satisfying everybody gets to yeah and everybody gets to to fight you know, everybody gets some some lumps in, which is great. Um, and eventually, uh, Morph is going. She, Morph shoots Professor X. He's gonna end things, right? Because Cyclops and Sinister are having like a blast off. Oh, I love a blast off. Yeah, I really do. It's like very Dragon Ball, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. And and also in this scene, like um, Cyclops is in his like classic like beam shooting stance yep. that you'd see in like all of the Capcom X Men games. Like standing there, like I like it's just it's just so badass. Oh yeah, we're getting all of our just like season finale shots of everybody mm. just like in their full powered Marvel glory. Yep, glorious. And they're even more of a team than they were last season, right? Like first season, yeah. they're just like we got to be a team, and now it's like oh no, we're we're a team now. It's happening. Mm -hmm. They're fighting. Oh good. yeah, it's happening. Rogue and Gambit made out. It's happening. Oh, <laughs> we it's got a team. all happening. We got a team on our hands. Exactly. This fight has everything. Fuckboy makeouts. <laughs> Vertigo. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Whatever it is. Fashion. Yeah. There's, a fashion, there's a fashion component to this battle there is there, there always is um and in the end uh morph adds his you know makes his choice mr or sorry professor x gets through to morph morph mm -hmm. adds his uh i would say menial firepower to cyclops but it's enough to turn the tide and mr yep. sinister goes all to pieces uh yes, as his his peeps observe and i i really love that brainchild's one line this episode is master i'll save you master uh and runs Ugh. after him and then jean gray does something she does, she does. something she and then oh, she did oh yeah she didn't yeah good job jean i think my note was yeah nice nice going jean <laughs> and then she didn't pass out immediately afterwards nope we didn't get an ah uh, oh, which is which is a good good for you. Good yeah, I for guess you, I guess if you're not in your uniform, you're just like not even gonna try. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks dream. a lot, Omega level mutant. Right. Uh, yeah, she's just phoning it in. Really, she's like, I wasn't yeah. supposed really to be on this on. mission, so yeah, I was kidnapped. Okay. Blouse. Yeah, I don't have my uniform, so I had to do my hair. Yeah. Not even supposed <laughs> to be here today. Uh. Uh, let's see. Sauron pulls the self-destruct. Everybody escapes. Magneto protects the X-Men. Uh, the and oh yeah, and then we just see Sinister's plane right leaving. So we presume that his minions have gone off. The X-Men help Kazar and Shanna rebuild. Um, Morph goes home on a stretcher, and then uh, Professor X and Magneto have a little a tender moment. You it's know, nice. it's good to fight alongside yeah. you again, Charles. And uh, but they part ways because they can never be together. They have to no. see who's right. Guys, Start. don't let it happen to you. It's good for drama, mm. but not good for life. No. 
Starcrossed Bros. Come on, get it together. Life's too short. It is. Professor X, your love will just end up saying goodbye, my friend. And that's Mm. not not where you want to leave things. No. 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 Uh, then we so think, sad. then we get kind of a double villain ending, right? Because Sauron's like, uh, the Savage Land has been cleansed of Outlanders. Now it's true, future begins. And then Mr. Sinister's face laughs in the sand. Yup. Yup. Beach Sinister. Beach Sinister. A double shot of I'll be back. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. How do we make this ending better than last season's <laughs> ending? All right, all right. We need, uh, we need, all right, Sinister's not dead, right? Sinister's not oh, dead. No. Uh, all right. Uh, what is all right, okay. okay. But it's just like his face. Like right, because he's in pieces. So we just, we put together some of the pieces like a little puzzle. And then they, yeah. uh, they do something. They say something. They're like, uh, fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I like that. I like that. It just gets straight to the point. They, they sound great, but it's missing a pow, you know? I mean, it's just something like, ah, oh, it's been oh, done I... before, the whole, like, I'll be back. Uh, maybe it's been done to death. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Oh, uh, wait. Well, all right, all right. How about we put his face in, I don't know, a cloud? <laughs> Want to put it in a cloud? Okay, yeah. I mean, Does sure, that not pop? Great. Yeah, no, yeah. What if we, what if we put it in the it. sand? They got beaches. It's an island. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Put his face in the sand. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. I mean, it's still, it's still, I'll be back. You know, we got a lot of I'll be back. You know? Oh, how about two I'll be backs? Perfect. Perfect. All right. You know, there it is. you know what I always say about I'll be back is one's not enough. <laughs> Give me two I'll be backs. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't believe it. Three is too oh, many. Man. Two is just right. We all we all get raises. Yeah. Uh, great, great episode, guys. So at the end of uh, each episode of Gino, we like to give some awards. So oh, friends, yes. who deserves the Oscar today? Who had the most dramatic? Who who's got footage that's going to be on that big that big theater screen come awards time? Yep. Yep. Um. Oh man. You know what? Uh, just for me, despite the fact that uh, Gambit had my favorite line mm-hmm. of the episode, which of course is "Gambit loves you," <laughs> um, because I say not so fast. <laughs> um, but despite that, I would actually give maybe most uh, a best performance to our man uh, Cyclops. Oh. Uh, I feel like this is a very dramatic episode for him. I feel like he really went for that dramatic conclusion of the season and uh, didn't get too bogged down with uh, with comedic uh, <laughs> uh, singers as, as Scott Summers is wont to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I think I would give it to him. I love it. He never backed down and he never waned in intensity. Like he was he always at 11. And he never surrendered. No, never. Never. <laughs> uh, MVP. MVP. Which, which character? I I don't know. I feel like maybe Kazar. Like I really kind of love that he just kind of swooped in and made friends with Wolverine. It was like, Zabu, you stay here and went to rescue his lady and his people. Like, good, good job, man. Yeah. Yeah, he did... Uh... Maybe I'll maybe I'll give MVP to that guard, that guard who thought <laughs> so confident. His so, optimism perhaps outshone anyone else's. Yeah. In the in the series, I mean. Right. And I feel like that's something that we can all strive for. That that's what hope really looks like. <laughs> that's what hope you ever want to know. <laughs> what hope looks like. <laughs> it's this guard. I'm gonna it's meditate on that, and then I'm gonna manifest it, and I can't. Wait. I love it. I can't manifest wait. the guard's confidence. So, Marcus, we already know what your favorite line is. Uh, Matt, did you have a favorite line this episode? I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I felt like the the zingers in this one weren't as zingy as as, as I uh, normally like. But um, I honestly, oh boy, you always have to go for Wolverine, right? And um, I guess, like, I guess, like, well, I always did think I was kind of cute. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I'm going to go with, uh, does this uh, oh, leather Sarah, chicken have seat? I know. Does this leather chicken have seat felt? I love it. That's a good, that's so a really dumb. good one. So it's, it's really good. It's really good. It's super solid. How about, how, how about you, Marcus? What do you think? Oh, again, it's, it, it's Gambit loves you. Yeah. It's, Gambit it's, loves it's, you. Yeah. It's, it's the, but it's the fuck boy energy behind it. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, if it were down to like the actual like po- po- uh, the poetry, <laughs> then I would have to agree with Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not that's not what it's down to. It's down to all of it. The whole mm, Oh yeah, it's delivery, it's irony. Excellent. It's the gall. It's the, the gall. It's yeah. the unmitigated yeah. gall. Unmitigated. <laughs> the chutzpah. Yep. And Gambit's got a lot of that. Well, thanks for joining us on Gene No. Before we go, uh Marcus, where can people find you if they want to know what you're up to, what creative projects you're doing? Do you have a website or an Instagram or anything like that? Well, I do have a website that is just my name, marcusbishopwright.com. And if you want to follow my Instagram, which is where I uh, post about um, uh, the state of packages when I receive them, um, (laughs) which is often disappointing, uh, you can follow me. uh, 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 My my Instagram is uh, Mr. Underscore Body with two Ds. So Mr. Underscore B-O-D-D-Y. Excellent. Excellent. I will, if I have not followed you already, I am going to today. Uh, And Matt, where can folks find you? Yeah, you can find me on uh, most uh, social media things at Doc Falconer. Uh, And uh, yeah, I'm occasionally doing another podcast called uh, Couch Command. You can check that out. And uh, yeah, that's about that's that 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 about covers it for now. Awesome! I'm at sarahmusic.com, and you can follow the podcast at Gene No with four O's on Instagram. We will see and hear you next time. Gene No, an X Men the animated series podcast. 